I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And welcome to Dice Roll, the Queer's Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where it's the hard questions like, does hosting a game show count as leading prayer for knowledge domain clerics? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because well, on the one hand, you are testing other people's knowledge, but there are game shows that don't involve testing knowledge, right? Well, I guess only certain game shows then. Well, then what, what clerics would benefit from certain game shows? They'd probably benefit from Jeopardy, yeah. Yeah, like knowledge yeah. clerics, obviously Jeopardy. Easy, in the bank. What it what is a cleric that benefits from Jeopardy? It's the knowledge domain. Easy peasy, right? I don't think anyone benefits from Wheel of Fortune. Wealth domain. I have one that any yes. cleric could benefit from. Yeah. Yeah. The American Bible Challenge Game Show. <laughs> Shut up! That's not real. I did. I I have. I went quiet because I was I was googling religious game shows. And <laughs> Um, (laughs) tell tell me about this wonderful game show uh according to wikipedia the american bible challenge is an american biblical themed game television game show created by the game show network the series is hosted by comedian jeff foxworthy with gospel musician kirk franklin um but it's about that's uh, the fucking guy from are you smarter than a fifth grader are you serious (laughs) yeah what the fuck that's the fucking guy well, I was like, surely it's not the same guy. It's the same guy. Uh, the, the the full prize is oh, there's a season long tournament. What? <laughs> Whoa, hold on. This the winning so team annoying. advances to a semifinal game against two other winning teams, and then the winning team from that advances to a final game where the grand Sorry. prize is a hundred thousand dollars. Fuck the Ruby what? Phoenix tournament. <laughs> we have American. To, this is an all cleric party going into the fucking Bible challenge. Okay, next hard question. What cleric, like, what clerics of what god would you nominate onto your team for the Bible challenge? For the real world Bible challenge. (laughs) For the real world Bible challenge, what god's clerics would you nominate? Aridans. They're all old and dead and can't get over him. (coughs) Anyway. um... (laughs) Zonkathon. I don't... I don't know how many questions in the about the Bible are going to be about torture. I just want one of them to be there. <laughs> oh, so he's like the wild card. Just, in- yeah. Inexplicably, there's just a there's just a guy decked out in like leather, leather straps. I just want him to be there. <laughs> he like um, gets every question wrong. They're like, I mean, what the is bo- the Ten the- Commandments? Uh, kill all. <laughs> 
the boring one is Nettis, and by boring I mean extremely funny, because on the one hand, he's just, like, clerics of Nettis are very smart, they're very calm, they're very, you know, orderly. But mm -hmm. flick a fucking dime, he'll go off. You say something <laughs> even slightly wrong, he'll drop to his knees, start pulling his hair and screaming into the ether, which I think is perfect for the Bible show. It is perfect. <laughs> I I just love the idea of someone being um actually incarnate in a Bible show. So, <laughs> um, pick one of the Russians. <laughs> I don't think they. Oh my God! Wait, are you <laughs> an Orthodox wretch? An Orthodox actually... Christian preacher? <laughs> yeah, from I, I, 1917. That, you know what? <laughs> I've changed my mind. I think that, that we should we should all get those guys from Tsarist <laughs> Russia. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Different perspective, Sorry, I'm just right? I'm just imagining J <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy being like, and today we have a very special team hailing from the magical land of Golarion, our fantasy clerics, and it's just four fucking Tsarist Russians who come <laughs> in, and they're like, Rasputin wasn't completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh. Would we like to play some Pathfinder? Uh -huh. yeah, fucking yes, please. Okay, so, previously in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, our heroes made their way back to Iron Mountain, where they prepared the Celestial Dragon Ritual. After a long and hard fight to uh, start the ritual, uh, where the Radiant Winds faced off against the captains of each team that they have faced so far, they were able to get the dragon's attention. In order to raise enough soul power to grant their wish, our heroes had to make a number of sacrifices. Masami gave up a bit of their power. Chuji gave away their greatest secret. That it was their fault that Sanku lost his arm. And Masami almost gave up their life. However, thanks to some extremely lucky dice rolls, they did not. <laughs> not only did you get your wish granted, supercharging the Solar Jian 2 to the Celestial Jian a version of the ship which will be able to pierce dimensions and take you to the realm of the mysterious figure who stole away Hao Jin. But you also solidified your bonds with your friends and gained the power of the affinity ablaze. So we will get, I will discuss the affinity ablaze in a bit, but uh, would we like to pop into character, everyone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Sanku, Masami, and Chuji. The three of you are making some final preparations around the Celestial Jian. The other heroes of the Ruby Phoenix Tournament, Winter's Roar, the Arms of Balance, the Biting Roses, Speakers of the Wind, Steps of the Sun, all of them are helping you make your final preparations. But really, more than anything, it's an excuse to say your goodbyes to each other. Nobody knows if you'll be able to come back from this. And although you've accomplished the impossible before, you know that you're going up against someone who is able to defeat the Ruby Phoenix herself. The three of you have come into this changed. Chuji, your arm has been burned and some of your hair was chopped. Sanku, you have changed a lot, not so much physically, but emotionally. Both for the better, after having spoken to your friends and helped grow and recover to a certain extent from some of the things that have ailed you in the past. 
and for the worse, now that you've learned the truth of what happened to your arm. And Masami, perhaps you most of all, you have told everyone about your past. You've brushed with debt, and now your hair is short, and your the tips are white. I want to ask what each of you is doing as you prepare, which is, like I said, mostly just kind of mulling around a bit, getting the guts to make your way off into the sky. Also, I should point out, you did find out a dark secret about Lolo Saragat, in that his supposed great origin was nothing more than a fable. Mm-hmm. I don't- I, I really don't think that they're ready to go. Um... And I don't think that they'll be ready even after, or even if they say goodbyes to the people that they need to. Um, of course they want to go, and they want to, they want to save the Ruby Phoenix, but the whole time they've been anxious about whether they're going to be able to do it or not. Mm. And they've gotten this far, and they, they're happy that they've gotten this far. Chuji isn't exactly an optimist, though. <laughs> Chuji, as you're kind of, like, sitting around, nervously fiddling with some trinkets, you are level 19. Yeah. So what happened? What What's up with that? I grew a third leg. That's true. You now, you're tree-legged Chuji. Yeah, three-legged Chuji. Uh, and it's not ever going to come up again. But um, no dead stare. Um... <laughs> what what did you actually get? Uh well, uh I got a skill increase. Uh I am mm-hmm. now uh master in occultism. And I got I got a little feet. I got two little feet. Um mm-hmm. I got Titan Wrestler. Mm-hmm. What's Titan Wrestler do? Uh it it just means that I'm able to grapple uh or like grab creatures up to two sizes larger than I am. Uh, or mm-hmm. up to three sizes, uh, if I'm legendary in athletics, which, oh baby, I am. Oh, nice. So I can grab some real big guys. Uh, and my favorite. The other thing, the class feature you got is the thing I'm worried about. Oh, it's my favorite part. Um, I got perfected form, which means I will fucking probably, most likely, never miss a first attack again. Uh, because if I roll below a ten, no, I didn't. Yeah, on your first attack every turn with Perfected Form, which is a class feature that monks get at level 19, every time that you roll an attack, it cannot be lower than a 10 on your first attack. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely terrifying. Bit of a slay. I'm very nervous about it. <laughs> <laughs> Chuji, as you're sitting there, I think someone comes and walks up to you. And kind of sidles up. He's not, like, looking at you, but Liang Shen leans against the side of Solar Jian next to you. You know, I'd like to imagine you're kind of, like, sitting on a crate or something. Yeah. And Shen just kind of, like, like cool guy leans next to you. <laughs> and he doesn't look at you, but he's there for a moment, and there's a little bit of silence before he says, So... Chuji kind of bristles um and I don't know that they look at him either I think maybe they like steal a glance uh Mm -hmm. but they can't like keep looking at him um they just kind of grip the edge of that crate uh and lean back a little 
Uh, and they go, so, hey. You performed admirably during that fight, he says, going for the softball topic. <laughs> I was very impressed. You did well. You don't gotta make me feel better, you know? I think he kind of, like, shoots you a look. Not one that's, like, confused. I think puzzled is a better way of putting it. And he says, what part of that makes you think I was trying to make you feel any better? I, well, you, I don't know. You're not usually nice to me at the beginning of a conversation. You don't usually give me a reason to be nice to you at the beginning of a conversation. <laughs> no, but... I think there's this unspoken nervousness between you two, right? Yeah, like I think absolutely. Without either of you saying anything, it's kind of obvious that you are both very worried about this trip. Mm -hmm. Not that he would ever deign to say it. Yeah. Um. And I think he he looks to you, Chuji, and mm -hmm. he kind of clears his throat and says, Chuji, may I ask you something? Uh, I, yeah. Are we friends? Uh. He says, and he's got like a very serious look on his face as he's looking at you. Chuji's <laughs> like, their heads like geared back towards him and they're like blue. Um, I think they look a little panicked by that question. Um, I, are we? I understand if we aren't. I haven't exactly always been the kindest to you or your teammates. And I apologize for that. I don't know how many more times I'll have to say this, but I really did misjudge you, Chuji. And I don't want to make that same mistake again. He says his eyes are not on you. Um, well, well. If we are friends, then I'd like to ask, when you're when you get back, because I know you will. And he looks at you now, Chuji, with eyes that betray the genuineness of what he is saying. And he says, allow me to, allow me the chance to get to know you for who you are. I think Chuji might be, <laughs> I think they might be fighting back uh, a little bit of sadness <laughs> hearing that. Um, they, don't get me wrong, they want to know Shen. They want to know Shen fully, and they want Shen to know them fully and completely. Um, it, it's all that they want at, like, any given moment in time. They, not that they would ever admit it, but they are head over heels for Shen. <laughs> I see, is that so? <laughs> yeah. Um, not that you'd be able to guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... With how anxious they are about um, whether or not this is going to be successful and whether or not they're going to make it back. Because, honest to God, Chudi doesn't know that they will. They don't know that any of them will make it back because, yeah. 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 Um, so I think that the idea of leaving Shen waiting flashes in their mind and it physically like pains them um but on the other side of the coin 
the idea of coming back to him and getting that chance. It motivates them. It's so fucking sweet. I'm gonna. My heart's gonna explode. <laughs> so I I think that I think that they that they um that they actually shift themselves. Uh, so they're kind of scooted to the other side of the crate, closer to where Shen is, and they're sort of facing him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Catches like like looks you in the eye and do you answer what he asks? Yeah, I just need a second to think. <laughs> just promise you won't hate what you find out about me. When I do, I'm back. I think he looks confused, honestly. But he nods and he kind of looks away again, almost embarrassed to be in this situation. But he returns to you and says, All right, I promise. And that promise between you, it's not much, but I'd like to imagine that it means a lot to both of you, right? It's everything to Chuji. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and the two of you spend some time together. Not saying much, but I don't think you two need to say much all the time. That's something you two have discovered about each other. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, is that you, Chuji? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who else is around? Um, Masami, how are you doing? What are you doing? You've not died, which is great, I assume. That's maybe a weight <laughs> off your shoulders. Yeah. Um, yeah, that part is uh, that part's good. It's great. You don't have to worry about that looming over their head anymore. <laughs> But <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Sounds like there's a but there, isn't there? Well, this as they previously stated before, this is kind of the easy part. <laughs> that they have to go for, first find the Ruby Phoenix. Second, take the dude down that put her in the hourglass in the first place. And uh do you know how Sometimes you just spiral, and mm -hmm. every bad situation that could happen does happen, even though that probability is, like, 80 or less. Yeah. Not even 80, maybe 50 or less, because they're really goddamn powerful, and they know. Mm -hmm. In this case, the logic is, it, is trying to get into their heads, but you can't help but feel like there's just something's gonna go wrong. Something's gonna happen, and you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, Masami. Yes. You're level 19. Yes. How are... What What? What happened? What's up? What's new? I will say, because both you and Shuji are marshals, and it's relevant, um, because you're level 19, the thing you both got was uh, your automatic bonus progression, you have another damage dice on all your strikes. Whee! All your uh, melee attacks will now do an extra damage dice, which is so choice, so nice, so great. <laughs> so what else did you get, though? Uh, my skill ability went up in Arcana. Mm -hmm. I am now master in Arcana. Very helpful, very good. 
I also got a fee- I like to think that this was sort of like a reward for <laughs> for their brush with death. <laughs> <laughs> the general feat that I got was toughness. So I have more HP now. <laughs> Which, yeah, I think your brush with death really did spark that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, I think you gained some like 28 HP in a single level up, which is very nice. Don't quote me on the exact number. That's not ex that's not exactly correct. But your HP has jumped considerably. It was 29 plus a level up plus toughness. That is nice. Yep. Uh, what else you got? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hit me with it. Tell, tell them. Spell strike. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, uh. Yeah, tell, tell, tell everyone about Double Spell Strike. <laughs> you can extend the magic spells you store with a Spell Strike. After you make one uh, with a spell cast from a spell slot, you retain an echo of the spell stored in your body, and I can do it again without expending the spell slot. <laughs> so in practice, if you cast a Chain Lightning on turn A, on turn B, you could cast that Chain Lightning again, again. with no spell slot. Hey, Derry, you remember my haste rune? Yes, Luna, I, do I smile and I loom with malicious intent. I am afraid. My bosses. Good. My beautiful, sweet bosses. I'm glad. <laughs> um, so, as you're kind of like hanging around, are you going to approach anyone in particular? You know, before getting on the Solar Jam? I have two people in mind. Okay. Between Bavana and Arshris, but I'm pretty sure Smisami has already had a lot of scenes with Bavana already. <laughs> well, you could go to Artis. Yeah. You've had a few scenes yeah. with Bavana, but you've also had a few scenes with Artis. It really comes down to whoever you'd like to talk to. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Why not I'm both? Indecisive you know what? They're both very you know cool. what? They're both with each other at the moment. How about oh. that? Okay. <laughs> the two of them are having a discussion off to the side. And you see that, and I think maybe that prompts you to go say hi to them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think... Misami's trying not to be... Not trying to... Misami's trying to play it cool, like they're not nervous about the everything that's going on around them um, as they walk over. <laughs> mm -hmm. And... <laughs> you... I think the, the thing that gives it away is their introduction into the conversation of... Um, Hi. Yeah, I think they both stop what they're saying. And they both turn and look at you. <laughs> and that whatever that conversation you were having before is gone. <laughs> Bavana immediately steps forward and says, Are you alright? I... Uh, mm, you saw what just happened, but sorry if I um, interrupted anything. Um, Artis shakes his head and says, No, Masami, don't worry about that. You're our friend, and just a few moments ago, we almost lost you. I don't think you have to apologize for interrupting any conversations under these circumstances. <laughs> but I might need to apologize about making y'all worry. <laughs> Bavana, I think, crocks a smile and says, That I will accept an apology for. How long? How? When did this become something you were thinking of? <laughs> um... Remember when we were set to go out to um, find the intercessor? Artis obviously nods. 
because he was there. Yeah. <laughs> and Bavana was there when you left. So I think both of them nod a little bit. And Bavana says, Of course. What happened? Well, uh, the entire time we were going to get everything for this ritual, everyone we were speaking to talked about sacrificing something. And I could tell from my teammates' faces that they didn't want to, or there was something stopping them. And I've always been trained to, whenever you're on a mission that there's something at stake, you have to face it head on without risking any fear of what's to come. And easier said than done. Of course, I was afraid, but when we were all called to start this mission, I I promised we'd get the Ruby Phoenix back in my life. I don't take that lightly. Even after what just happened, I'm still not going to take it lightly. Bavana looks at you, and she looks at your hair now, which is shorter, and now it wasn't like you... You, your hair was short before. You had, like, a fair bit of it. She looks now at how the tips are whitened and how you are forever changed. And how you're still going to do everything. And I think Artisten, you know, he's a member of the Biting Roses. He's dealt a lot with occult stuff before, but I think he nods a little bit like he understands you. And he says, What you've done is braver than I think any of us could ever imagine. I think they I think they laugh a little bit trying to put some levity in this and say Raver are incredibly reckless. I think Bovano says yes. I would actually be inclined to say the latter, Masami. <laughs> and, and she's not saying it in a mean way, she is smiling, but I think she like clasps your hands and says she, you know that she's done it a few times now, but Bovana can get very serious very quickly. Mm-hmm. Usually it's to give Chuji life advice. Today it is you who's getting the life advice. <laughs> Bavana clutches your hands in hers and she says, I understand the need to be the one who fixes everything, no matter what. But I want you to understand, Masami, that even if a sacrifice from you were to save the day, if it were to bring back the Ruby Phoenix, remember that there are friends that you would leave behind if you did. And she kind of, like, looks over at Sanku, who's, you know, stroking Lolo, and over at Chuji, who's standing by Shen. And she looks back at you and says, Fate was on your side this time. Be sure that the next time it happens, you are certain that it is something you want to do again. She kind of pulls away then and says, But of course, knowing the Invincible Radiant wins, you'll come out in one piece one way or another, won't you? <laughs> uh... It hasn't always been like that, but try our best. Give you another fortune to help me feel a little bit better as they look towards Artis. Artis smiles a little bit and says, maybe a fortune would be a good idea. Would you like me to fetch Lantondo? Yeah, but um, first thing. They pause for a second, um, but... Then after that, after mulling it over for a little bit, slight blush on their face, uh, they oh. hug both Bavana and Artis. Oh. 
<laughs> Thank you for everything. Really. I think... I think Artis hugs you back very, very, like... He doesn't hesitate, you know? When you pull him in for a hug, he also, like, goes in. He holds you close. And I think he does generally consider you a very close friend, you know? You two have talked a lot now, and... I think he really appreciates you. Bavana's caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, she is not as experienced in any regard, and I think that catches her by surprise. Uh, she's not very much so a touchy person. Mm. She feels a little bit, like, static when you hold her. <laughs> Suli stuff, you know, she's... Right. She's born of two elements, but she... She does hug back. I think there's this moment of closeness between you and your friends. It's not just Sanku and Chuji who'd be sad if you were gone. You've made an impression on a lot of people. And these are people who don't want to see you go either. How are you doing, Masami? Um, I think they do feel a little bit better about leaving. They definitely know now that they have more to come back to once this mission is over. So they don't want to spoil that, even if they did stake their life on completing this mission. Yeah. And I think, genuinely, the friends that you've made here, they wouldn't want to see you go either. Lantondo is surprised by uh, Artis and Bavana bring you over, but happily reads your fortune. And I think the uh, reading he gives you, a lot of cards are drawn, but the one I could like a, a proper Harrow reading requires like several different cards all being drawn and it tells your past, your present, your future. I'm going to draw you one card. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we'll just get an idea of it. Uh oh. <laughs> That's the Rakshasa. So uh, let me tell you what that means. <laughs> Did you pull the worst card? <laughs> no, it's not the worst card. <laughs> yeah, it's Did a step pull above a bad it. card. <laughs> It's not a great card. Fucking <laughs> card. <laughs> uh, it is indeed a crocodile-headed man in a suit and a top hat having a cup of tea as he sits upon a naked, tortured person like a chair. Yeah, oh, you showed us this one. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. My favorite card. The lawful evil card of intelligence. It represents domination, AO, mental control, <laughs> and subjugation. All right. <laughs> In the, me in the near future, it's entirely possible that you will meet someone or have something happen to you that reflects these truths. <laughs> we'll leave that up to audience interpretation. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, I think Masami looks at the card, but they don't look scared. They don't look any more nervous than they have. They just, with a straight face... They still hold their head high and they and they say, um, all right, actually, that's good to know. Okay. Uh, so, Sanku, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how are you doing right now? Because you've had two bombshells dropped on you, haven't you? One is not really as bad as the other, maybe. The other one, mm -hmm. I'll, let, I'll let you tell me how you're doing. Because you found out that Lolo has, well, was never... A mighty sea dragon. He was probably a minor spirit or, you know, something, but he was never like this massive sea dragon who fought against the celestial dragon. All of his backstory that he told you was made up. 
Mm -hmm. You also found out that Chuji took the Orochi statue from that cave all that time ago, which caused a horrible creature to appear and attack you and ultimately take your arm. The uh huh, he did. He did find so, that out. How how is Sanku doing right now? Well, um, he was already stressed out about Masami. He had a feeling that they were going to do something dangerous. And even if it was just Masami, he, he would have been stressed. Um, but with the addition of finding out that part of what his uh, Lolo had said about himself was false, like lies, was, that's a little stressful. Um, and then uh, Chuji... That was also stressful. So you can imagine the kind of stress this uh, he's under right now. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's doing very well. Um, I don't think that he's like fallen to pieces or anything, but I think that's out of extreme willpower and not um, not being stressed about it. <laughs> you know? Sanku, so you're level 19 now, right? Mm-hmm. What's up with that? That's crazy. What do you got? Fuck you. 217 HP for the spellcaster. <laughs> you got toughness, right? I did. Just like Masami. I did, um, because uh, I think it's extremely funny when the spellcaster has 41 AC and 217 HP. Um, and also, <laughs> I don't like dying. Um, yeah, I think in character, Sanku seeing Masami almost die probably frightened him a little bit, right? Yeah, uh, yes. Um, plus, generally, Sanku has been pretty physically strong because he's got bludgeoning, cold, and water resistance. Um, mm -hmm. so I think that it's probably, like, an extension of that, like, like, the, the more dragony power that he has, as opposed mm -hmm. to, like, the wa the water stuff, um, like, kicking in, because I, I do think that, uh, that would affect him. Uh, so that's your general feat. Yes. Uh, you got, you got a skill increase? I did. I think I got diplomacy, was that it? That's, yep, legendary diplomacy. I did. Sanku's the most charming young man in the world. It's true. If you look at him, you are compelled to be kind. <laughs> and lastly, your level 19 capstone. This is probably the craziest one. I did. Because I've given you a rare option that really, really works with you. I Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to keep it a secret? I think it might be funny if I kept it a secret is the problem. Like, I want to talk about it, but I think it's funnier if I keep it a secret. What I will say is that you have 10th level spells. I do. The most powerful spells of them all. You have one slot. You can only use one per day. That is it. Yep. But the spell you have is extremely powerful. It sure is. It sure is. Now, Lolo is still, like, snuggling up to you every once in a while to make sure that, you know, you don't turn on him, I suppose. He's worried. He's definitely not turning on him. Um, and <laughs> yeah, but Lolo's nervous. He hangs back every time. Um, and Ritz, would it be fair to say that every once in a while, Chuji looks over to Sanku? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that right now. Would you like to talk to either of them? I think you have time to talk to one of them before the boat ride. And obviously you'll be able to talk to the other uh, later, but I think... Or if you want to try to talk to both, you can. I think I think Senku could talk to Chuji. I think he's wanted to. Uh, he's been waiting for there to be like an actual chance to be able to like step aside so that they're not in front of anybody. I think... Well, I don't know that uh, Shen leaves at any point. Well, I think maybe Chuji at one point, uh, you see Sunita, um, 
from the arms of balance drops something that belongs to you hmm. uh and you're like ah and you kind of like have to go over and make sure it's okay and as you're coming back sanku kind of tip taps up to you um hey hi is it okay if i talk to you for a minute yeah yeah okay of course um and i think he um they just go to a place where they're not where nobody's like within earshot or anything and he's like um I'm, I'm sorry I'm not mad at you I don't think that you did it on purpose no I I never would have if I it's it's okay um I don't think it's your fault just because you did something that you shouldn't have without knowing that it would make something really bad happen like that. I'm a little upset that I didn't know, but I also don't know when else you could have possibly told me without it upsetting me more. So I'm not... I'm not under the impression that you were hiding it from me out of malice or that you... Um, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really good at this. Um... Uh, it's okay. I'm not either. Kind of shit at it, actually. That's fair. I don't like thinking about about what happened. I only told my parents recently. I know. And I'm more stressed about having to think about it. I think than. Then what? Uh, sorry. Then, then what happened? For a second, I was hurt that you did that. But I also I know that you wouldn't have if you'd known. And nobody died, so <laughs> it was okay. I I just um I just don't like thinking about my arm very much. I can barely think about it without having a panic attack, even though I've talked about it multiple times. Now, do you do you need anything? And I think Chuji, um, we mentioned it, but over the years, Chuji has left a lot of things for Sanku, um, whenever he's been upset, mm -hmm. and I think they quite literally carry that in a bag sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so they 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 have a secret stash of like. It's a, sweets. It's a bag also. labeled guilt treats. <laughs> you literally. <laughs> She's got a bag of sex uh, treats. So they're like, do you need anything? <laughs> no, you. <laughs> I mean, you keep that bag of candy on you. <laughs> um, I just want to tell you that I'm not going to stop being your friend over it. They look like they're gonna cry. <laughs> I wouldn't stop being your friend over a mistake. If you did it on purpose, I'd kick your butt. But <laughs> I know you didn't. And I didn't. I was. I was kind of scared that you would leave after admitting it. I don't really. No, I. Look. I. I've been trying to make it up to you ever since, and I promise 
I don't think I'll ever stop. I'd never leave you alone. Good. Because I'd have to find you and kick your butt. But yeah, you'd really have to give it to me. Oh, you hate me because I can't kick. No, no, I don't. You can I'm kick really good. I'm kidding. Also, I can't. I could teach you how to kick. Is that what you want? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my God. <laughs> puts a hand on on Chuji's on Chuji's shoulder, and he's like, "It's okay. We're still best friends. I promise. And I still care about you, and I still love you. Okay." I think Chuji just hugs Sanku. Sanku hugs back. Oh, fucking lift them up. <laughs> Masami, from where you are, you can see the two boys talking. No, the boy and the dem. The boy and the dem. <laughs> My favorite Chronicles of Narnia book. Hey, yo. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you doing? I think they smile. Uh, I think that seeing the two of them back to being at least a little bit towards what they were before whatever happened um <laughs> i think it's nice to see the both of them uh still smiling still joking around even with the everything that is surrounding them <laughs> so i think after all is said and done and a lot of this packing which like i said is mostly just um the other teams giving supplies to uh, the Celestial Giant to take because you guys were starting to run a little low. Just more more food, more uh, things that people found on their journeys here, etc. I think eventually it's all loaded onto the Celestial Giant. As uh, last Brett kind of like look over the side and give a thumbs up to Yo, Yo turns to each of you and says, Okay, hey, Radiant Winds, we've got everything we need. You ready to board the Celestial Giant and take its maiden flight? Because... <sighs> Are you seeing this thing? It's <laughs> <laughs> and indeed the celestial Jan is beautiful. It's like a sleek, uh, silver version of the solar Jan, with the uh, head of a dragon towards the front. You know, like it's got beating wings. It's amazing, and he's obviously very excited to ride it. But are you guys ready to do it? I think Sanko is. Yeah, yeah, Masami's ready. It is. It is so 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 hard to leave, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. But you got it, right? Yeah. So, before you go, Bavana steps up to you, Masami, and says, Remember my words. Make it back in one piece. While looking forward to seeing you again afterwards, I'm sure the tales you'll have and the lessons you'll have learned will be something that will go down in history. <laughs> Affinity ablaze. The power of friendship. For the Arms of Balance, it's walking the cardinal paths. As a free action once per day, the key within you surges to coat your attacks in energy matter. For one minute, one of your weapons or your unarmed strikes does an additional 2d6 fire, cold, acid, or electricity damage. Oh, okay. Yarika comes closer to you, Chuji, and I think she kind of friendly punches your shoulder and says, You make sure to keep an eye out for the supernatural when you're over there, right? I don't know what kind of things you'll see in this other dimension, but... I want to hear all about it. <laughs> I'll keep track of everything I see. Biting roses, glimpse to beyond. 
As one action, you can gain a sense for the supernatural and a flow of fate. For one hour, you will gain spirit sense as a precise sense within 60 feet, which will let you see the souls and spirits of things that your eyes would not normally be able to perceive. Teacher Ayawari comes up to you, Sanku, and he puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Now, you're a bright young man, Master Witch Prince. Thank you. You make sure that you listen to your teacher. He might be a little foolish at times, and <laughs> Lola is... <laughs> but his experience is vast, and he has seen many things. Speakers to the wind. All is one. One is all. Borrowing the magic of the Magambia, you use a legendary spell from Old Mage Jatembe himself, the first man to be able to use magic in the world of Galarian. Hey, the spell is All is One, One is All, a mystical level spell. You meld the life force of, up to, of you and up to ten willing, living allies in an instant, then sift them back into their component cells. When you separate the targets back into themselves, you can choose to switch positions of any number of targets with the positions of other targets. Additionally, you can modulate the share of vital essence to share the burden of pain. Distribute the hit points of all targets however you choose, except that no target can receive fewer than one hit point or more than their maximum hit points. So basically, when you cast a spell, you all merge into one person and then split back into yourselves. Interesting. You hmm. can swap your positions as you like, and you add your HP up into a pool and then share it between you all. I like that. That's really yeah. good. Okay. Winter's Roar comes up to you all, and uh, I think uh, it's Sigrid who, like, holds a sword and says, We will not forget what you have done for us. Our nation will be named Radiant Holm in your honor. Uh, <laughs> that's so fucking sick. <laughs> you must come back from this journey. For you shall have to visit it yourself as well. We will. We'll come back so we can go. Winter's Roar. Rampaging Glacier Charge. You emulate the inexplorable movement of a glacier. You stride up to your speed and make a melee strike. Regardless of whether your attack hits, the path of your stride is filled with a ninth level wall of ice. And lastly, Liang Shen stands near you, Chuji. And I think he just nods and says, I'll keep my promise if you keep yours. Come back in one piece. Wait for me. I suppose I'll have to, won't I? Steps of the sun. Grand harmony. Your heart harmonizes with those of your comrades before pounding once in a devastating shockwave. You deal 18d4 sonic damage in a 60-foot cone. And you may even deafen your opponents. If you're adjacent to an ally, this deals d6s. And if you're adjacent to two allies, it deals d8s. Yosaron points at the ship and says, Whenever you're ready, everyone, let's make our way into this other world. Do you guys have any last things you want to say? Or is it time to follow up on your journey? <sighs> um, I don't think Chuji says anything more to Shen, but I think they do grab his hand and squeeze it before they leave. Yarika, who was not aware of any of this happening, blinks as, Huh? <laughs> Chuji rushes onto the ship. <laughs> and Shen waves and he smiles a melancholic smile Sanku, Masami do you have anything you want to do or are you going to he head onto the ship I mean I think that Sanku says goodbye to literally every team and every person because <laughs> he, I think at this point he's just kind of friends with everybody <laughs> mm -hmm. 
That's how you have the power of friendship. It's true. <laughs> uh, I also just think that that's Sanku's style. It, it, listen, he's, he's he's Filipino. You think he's going to leave a, a gathering of people without individually saying goodbye to everybody? Individually saying goodbye, fucking taking half an hour to an hour to two hours. <laughs> elongating, <laughs> elongating the time that you need to leave. You say goodbye and then the kids know that it'll be two hours. <laughs> Masami and Shuji are on the boat being like, guys, we have to, come on, get on the boat. <laughs> uh, we love to talk. We love to talk. Um... <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> but, um, eventually Sanku gets on the boat. Eventually. <laughs> Masami? Um, I, I think Masami does look around at all of the teams and I think in their fashion they just do like that small two finger salute to everybody <laughs> and they go back on the boat um okay they do do like an extra wave to like Bavana and artists just for the conversation <laughs> before <laughs> the fucking boys yeah. <laughs> they wave back you all load up onto the ship Lola sits on your shoulder Senku as you all stand at the bow and he kind of clears his throat and says well, everyone, are you sure this is going to work? I, I'm a little worried. I don't see how this will, this is change in color, like this change in aesthetic for the boat is going to make us somehow break the dimensions. But, hmm, I must confess, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not just going to be aesthetic. Well, I suppose we'll have to see. Maybe that celestial dragon's power is not so shabby after all. We'll have to see ourselves, though. <laughs> After everything we did, I'd be a little angry if it was all just some roots. Yeah. So, my question is, fellas, would we like to get on the boat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you all stand at the ship. And at the back of the ship, Yo pulls on the steering wheel now made of mitral, and he grins and twists the lever, and the Sassel takes off. The massive wings now on the sides of the Sassel slowly begin to beat, and the ship rises into the air and turns. Last Brett holds their positions, and from the front of the ship, with this massive dragon carving on the bow, two incredibly large energy spears erupt from the front. You all stand on the boat and look into the sky and you begin to fly and you fly fast. It is not the slow trudge of an airship that you are used to on the Solar Jam. This is the speed of something else altogether. You shoot over the mountains and soon you see the island in the sky through the clouds an upside down island in the sky itself and as you are floating towards it flying through the air you start to go faster and faster and faster and suddenly there is a jolt and there is blurring light on all sides and the island seems to be getting no closer for a moment but then it's grinding forward and sparks erupt from the spears at the front of the ship and you start pushing through the barrier 
and you break it into shards and fly true and you enter the dimensional sea. It is like a time warp on all sides. Purple, blue, pink light. It makes this impossibly long tunnel where storm clouds float in spirals and you are shooting through it. Uh, you all clutch onto the sides and fellas, as you're flying through, you're going to need to help make sure that this thing doesn't crash. Okay. So, I want all of you to roll initiative because as you start charging through this time warp, um, this space warp, as it were. You're breaking true dimensions. Um, it kind of looks like the time vortex in Doctor Who, I guess the best way of putting it. Um, <laughs> it's like a nebula was a tube, and you are flying right down the center. Stars are streaks of white light as you fly. So everyone, roll me that initiative, because you're going to have to help make sure that the ship can even get through these obstacles. If you fail, bad things might happen. Great. Top of the order. Every time that you fail one of these, you're going to start taking damage, which I assume is not great, right? You don't want to... You want to make sure that the ship can get through this, because if the ship takes too much damage, then you might not make it to the other side. Yeah. The ship powers through this dimensional sea, and Yo is gritting his teeth as he holds onto the wheel, and he says, We're not there yet! If we slow down! And as he's saying that, suddenly the ship shakes because it is passing through inverted thunderheads it seems that there are literally upside down clouds shooting lightning up down left right on all sides of the ship one strikes into the bubble and fellas uh first in your order is going to be you masami you're going to need to either make me a nature check a piloting lore check or a perception check to get your way through this and like through this uh kind of circular storm clouds that you're finding yourself in all right, uh, then that's a perception check. Okay, go for it. Okay, well, 45. A 45? Yeah, yeah Masami. Uh, that is going to be a success. Whee! So, as you're standing at the front, you stare through the storm clouds, and I think, how do you use your perception to guide uh, the Celestial Jean through the dimensional sea here? Um, I like to think that they react fairly quickly. So they just keep their eyes open and... Uh, are they at the wheel or are they just like... You're at the, the very ship? front of the ship. Okay. I think Misami then is directing uh, Yo by like watching from the bow and saying slight left. Um, <laughs> they're just giving like very specific directions uh, for him to turn. Okay. Yeah, Masami, you call these out over your shoulder as the, the ship powers through the spatial warping. And Yo's gritting his heat and left, right, up, down. The ship is flying, weaving through the clouds. Uh, and as you break through the thunderclouds, next you're going to find yourself into a toxic smog. This smoke suddenly billows through the energy field, uh, breaking through the like there is no oxygen it is only poisonous gas so you don't know if you're going to be able to protect it with your environmental like the bubble hmm. next beyond this you find that the clouds are toxic and they are seeping through the environmental bubble around the celestial jam um next in the order is going to be sanku sanku as you are watching 
you're going to need to make me either a medicine or nature check to identify and neutralize the compounds in the clouds. Um, I think I'll roll nature because um, I think that Senku generally most of the knowledge that he has comes from like his knowledge of like the, of nature and stuff. Um, both from Lolo directly and also from just being somebody that has lived in a village rather than a city. So I think, Sanku, as you are piloting on this ship, um, Lolo, who has been obviously a little nervous about, like, you know, talking to you, because you haven't had a talk about everything yet, but all that is forgotten for a moment, because as he's on your shoulder, he he and you are looking into the clouds and realizing the compounds they're made of from the color. says, Sanku, you need to throw, um, use ice on that one. Uh, and you blast ice from your staff into one of the clouds, and it kind of dampens and turns into acid and swooshes out of the way. It says, well done. Now, uh, over there, you're going to want to use uh, 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 salt. Throw some salt. Do you have any salt water? I, I do. I, I'm pretty sure I do. You throw more and more things into the oncoming storm, stopping it from overwhelming you, right? Um, but next... Sanku, both you and Masami suddenly feel your bags getting heavy. My... It's the coins. The coins inside. They're shaking all over the place. <laughs> His money! Uh. <laughs> Shi Chuji, as you stand at the front, you see the wings of the Celestial Jan are grinding to a halt. And I think you realize that you've entered a magnetic flux. Uh-oh. And the ship is starting to slow down, and it might fall out of this speed that's built up. I need you to roll me an athletics check or a crafting check. What are the odds? <laughs> what are the fucking odds? Um, let's do athletics because crafting wouldn't have been as high in the first place. 46. A 46? That's a crit success! Chuji, you like, I think you literally hop off the side of the ship onto the wings and start grinding and pushing them up and down and up and down waving them yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And that sparks the ship to continue going and you're able to climb back on wind rustling through your hair as you go. Masami, as this is happening, you are flying so fast, so hard, and you're almost there. You can feel it. But you see something first. Infinitely falling stars. The sky lights up with fist-sized meteorites that burn through the sky, only to disappear into portals and reappear back into the sky to fall again in an infinite shower. And they are blasting towards the ship. You need to make me an occultism check or an arcana check or a religion check to use your magic to try stop these portals from opening. Or any ability that you might have to just damage them and knock them away. Let's try for that souped up arcana check now. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. That's a 50. <laughs> Holy shit! It's a 50. <laughs> yeah, you rolled a 19. No fucking wor yep. wonder, dude. Um, how do you use your magic to stop the meteors from, like, crashing into the ship? I think... Ooh. I think it's pretty... I think it might be a combination of all of their cantrips within, like, seconds of each other. They have a lot of magic experience now. So I think what they're doing is they're probably using phase bolt and uh, electric arc to knock these things away from the ship as quickly mm. as possible. 
Ooh, I love the idea of you like being on the front watching pam 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 pam, you know? Mm -hmm. That's really good. I love that. Okay, and you get true. Finally, Sanku, as you're standing there at the front, the ship suddenly clears the web of stars. Mm -hmm. And you see the island upside down in the sky. You're no longer in the dimensional sea. Weird. And then you realize something very, very suddenly as you start to fall. Mm hmm The island is no longer upside down. Oh. It's you that's upside down. <laughs> oh. Gravitational inversion layer. Gravity reasserts itself. The sky is up. The ground is down. And the solar jian... Sorry, the... Yeah. And a celestial Jian is in free fall. <laughs> what do you do? You're gonna need to make me an acrobatics check to try balance yourself and like help yourself to the front where Yo is and pull this wheel, or <laughs> a spell to arrest the fall of the celestial Jian. Do you think that I could cast feather fall on the ship? Ooh. Like, I know that it's not supposed to work like that, I suppose, but... Yeah, I'm sure it's not supposed to work like that. But, yeah, so it has to be a creature that is falling. But, I will allow you to make me a nature check to cast the biggest, strongest Fetterfall you have ever made and try to halt the crash of the Celestial Jean. Because as this is happening, everyone is falling. Yo is yelling in surprise, and he's steering as hard as he can to try up get everything upright. But it's either, do we flip us upside down, or do I stop us from crashing? That's what he's got right now. Okay. Sanku's going to cast Featherfall. Um, okay. Is this public or private? I feel like it'd be something that I'd uh, know very quickly. Public is fine. What happens? Yeah, you'll know whether you succeed or not. 44. A 44? Yes. Somehow, despite all the odds, every single one of you has succeeded on your checks. Sanku, you slap your staff into the ground and magic surges through the ship, creating a huge bubble around it, around the environmental shield, around everything. And slowly, it's, it's slowing down. It's still crashing. But you're not all falling off and, like, dying in the process, you know? Mm -hmm. You're going in hot, but the Featherfall is enough to save your lives. And as the ship is flying towards this island in the middle of an endless ocean, Yo says, everyone hold on! Senku's on their staff, just in case. <laughs> uh, I think Masami has the, the, the cape ready, just in case. Well, you're going down. You are flying. You are flying as fast as possible. And the ground rushes up to meet you. And you crash. On the Celestial Jan's first flight, you eat, eat shit. <laughs> Dice will roll will return after these messages. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Well, you find yourselves in a jungle. There's a long, like, crash path, you know, like a trail behind to Celestial Jan. The ship itself is in good condition as you're all, like, slowly stumbling off of it. There's no smoke billowing. It's not destroyed. Somehow, the Sanctuary's magic was able to save you. But it is very much so buried head first, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it is going to take a while to pull it out of the dirt. Fantastic. Yo kind of pulls himself off and says, <sighs> Are you guys okay? <sighs> Chidi's like dangling off the side of the ship. <laughs> I'm regular. Very good. Sanku is literally flying on his staff. Little's like, well done, Sanku. You avoided taking any and all damage. I'm very powerful. Yo clutches himself and says, You guys, that... That was... That was incredible! <laughs> Did you see? We broke through dimensions on the solar, the celestial Jan now. We flew through the sky and... Masami, you sitting on the front, shooting away those meteorites one by one with your cantrips? You made it look effortless. Uh, and Chuji, the way you grabbed the wing, crashing all together, that was amazing. I try. I had a lot of practice. And you piloted us through us all. I think... Captain Baco, or just Baco, he's a quartermaster, exhales and says, Ugh. Right, well, bad news. We're not getting off. We're not getting this ship out of the ground anytime soon. It's going to take us a while. Fuck. That's fine. It's going to take us a while to find the Ruby Phoenix anyway, so... Take the time. Take all the time you need. And Fervo says, Yarp. And... I think that's when you hear Clover say, What, what is that in the distance? Uh, and you look, and this whole place is weird immediately. The jungle is almost blue. There's no moon in the sky. Okay. And in fact, even where you are, you're on the edge of a cliff. You can see that the, the island is almost patchwork. Dark jungles abruptly transition to flat rocks along unnatural demarcations, as if the landscape itself were carved with a great knife. And at the furthest end of the island stands a massive castle, constructed from what appears to be cubes of spiraling glass. And coming from the middle of this castle is a tower with a shining light in the middle. And I think all of you recognize this tower, because you've seen it before. Once on a coin. Oh my god. It's a lighthouse. But not just any lighthouse. It is D Glass Lighthouse. 
which you okay. all remember from talking with Chuji's mom, was once a building that was made to house a despot from Huango's past. It was never finished from what you understood. And yet here it is. You're in the right place. Right. How are you guys all doing? Chuji's maybe just a little starstruck. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think that it's a little bit sick. It is a little bit sick is the problem. <laughs> it's a little bit sick is the fucking problem. Swinko thinks that magic of all kinds rocks. Like, he, he, so he's just, I mean, I think he's he thinks it's awesome. <laughs> he's like, wow. He's trying to figure out how, how how it works. Is that where we need to go? I think so. Seems like the first likely area. Masami, you're cut yeah. off. Why? Because you hear a noise, and I think it me. No, you know what, Masami? I think you smell it, and I think that's what cuts you off. Okay. <laughs> a smell of magic, very familiar to you by now. Ugh. Okay. Overwhelming conjuration. I think they take a real deep breath. <laughs> you see something open up directly in front of you. Son of a bitch. A portal, dozens of feet across, tears open in the air above you. Its edges bounded ruby strings. No. No, Masami, you get a better look at it now. They're not strings. They're mathematical equations. Tin and sprawling. And you see, on the other side, the face of a man. The man that you saw kill Pao Jin. He looks like an elf. His skin is metal, almost like a rose gold platinum. His eyes are white, and his hair is long and dark. He wears smart, elegant, professional robes. And as he looks at you, he's actually quite handsome. But there is a look in his eyes. Like the look of a dog once beloved as it pads into the room after it has been infected with rabies. A dog that can no longer be trusted. He sits upon a throne made of glass, peering disdainfully down through the portal with stormy blue eyes. Behind him, a whirl of stars and spheres glow from a clear firmament. And he speaks. Welcome, contestants, to my island demiplane. And to the final round of the tournament. We haven't met, but I've heard a lot about you. My name is Sindara. And I have taken it upon myself to slay the sorcerer Haojin and expose her Ruby Phoenix tournament for the sham that it is. The hell do you mean sham? For one thing, the name. The Ruby Phoenix tournament. How vain. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> to this end, let me invite you to take part in my Hungry Ghost tournament. The format should be familiar to you all. Though I trust you'll find the setting a bit more exciting than Haojin's pitiful danger island. 
If this is a copy of your so-called sham, what does that make you? Holy shit! Holy shit! When you say that, he fucking clutches his fist, and the side of his throne explodes into glass shards. Oh. Like, he... He is furious when you dare call what he's just said a copy. How dare you? How dare you? Asami doesn't move. And he can't. I apologize. You must understand, this is quite a long time coming. So excuse me if I'm unimpressed. Your so-called Grand Judge trapped me here long ago while she traipsed about the plains proclaiming herself a savior. She knew this day was coming. Who do you think it was that taught Hao Jin the martial arts? She was once my collaborator. No, my friend. We used to dream of this, gathering the plains' most powerful warriors together in a show of strength and technique. We promised we would make it a reality someday. I am not the Sham. It is her who stole from me! So you're really gonna make us go through your version of the Ruby Phoenix tournament because you're mad she did it without you? She too, G. No. Let me tell you what I'm mad about. I was her teacher. I'm the one who showed her how to create worlds. I'm the one who showed her how to do any of what she does. And then she stole my ideas. And she locked me in this plane for thousands of years. I was only able to escape when her tapestry fell apart. Do you know what I did until then, Shi Chuji? Would you like to know what I did until that very moment? Three years ago, out of thousands, I sat and I looked out the window because I could not do anything else because I was in a time lock that she put me in. So forgive me for being mad about it. This isn't me putting you in a second-rate Ruby Phoenix tournament. This is the Hungry Ghost Tournament, the tournament as it was originally supposed to be. The reason I'm doing this is because I want her to know that every single thing she's done was all for nothing. Because her champions, you, you tree, you will not, pa- you will not survive my Lula. You will not win what I have ahead of you. You will die, and she will watch. That is what I'm here for. Not because I'm mad, but because I am owed it. Sundara reclines, folding his arms, and you can see he's quite proud of himself. He t- he fetches himself quite the Grand Master here. It's obvious that this is clearly ta- millennia of planning and scheming coming in combination. Like, I can understand being upset about being trapped. That was wrong, and she shouldn't have done it. I agree with that. But we're not going to die here. Hmm. That's really bold claims. You're in that tower, right? Of course. Then... Keep sitting there, and we're gonna breeze through your shitty island, and we're gonna come beat your ass. Hmm. It won't be that simple. I'm sure you think so. No, no. You only get here once you've earned a place in here. This is a tournament. 
and just like your danger island, there's a pre-qualifier. You won't enter my tower until you have proven yourself capable of it. Defeat my enforcers. I've left them all around the island. Each carries a piece of the key you'll need to make it to my lighthouse and challenge my champions. It should be simple enough for Haujin's best. I recommend you hurry, though. Every moment wasted is a moment for my own champions to train. And a moment for me to recover from my little tiff with the Ruby Phoenix. And at this, he holds up his uh, hand, and you can see that it is charred to the bone on his left hand. And he clutches that fist. And dust slowly starts to rise up, metal dust. And it's starting to heal. So no more of this Ruby Phoenix tournament. Now begins the tournament of hungry ghosts. May the strongest team win. And if you do, I'll even give you a prize. How charitable. And he smiles at you, Masami, as he pulls something out and holds it in one hand. An hourglass filled with a grey powder. The ashes of your beloved Hao Jin. Oh. I, I think he flicks some of his hair a little bit. He is, he is flickering between two emotions you have noticed. All-consuming anger and this overwhelming pride. Mm-hmm. And right now he's very, very much so feeling that pride as he lounges in this glass throne. Half broken. Half broken. But the shards still float around it. <laughs> kind of sick, honestly. He is extremely handsome as the problem. Too bad he's a fucking loser. <laughs> uh, Alright, I'll bite. What kind of shitty losers did you train up for us to fight? Huh? What are your enforcers? Sundara smiles and says, I hope you don't find it rude, she Chuji. May I answer your question with a question? No. I ask you what do you call someone who live what do you call someone who guards a lighthouse oh for fuck's sake he waves a hand and another portal opens and you see four figures a samsaran you cunts again a hobgoblin a human and a witch what do you call someone who guards a lighthouse everyone a light keeper. Pieces of shit. <laughs> Siutak Noir. Diki Sonam. Azkanak the Exiled. And Hui Ying. All four of them smirk at, from behind uh, this portal. You see Hui Ying drawing a knife and says, I wasn't sure they'd get here. And uh, Diki Sonam kind of chest laughs and says, They're looking a little worse for wear, though, aren't they? Chuji, what happened to your arm? Masami, your last haircut looked so much better. And you've never looked good. He's too smug to be angry right now. But I will say that's a sick-ass bird taking your point. Azkanak rolls their eyes and says, let's not taunt them. Let them come to us in time. But Siutak Noir steps closer to the portal. She smiles at you and says, hmm. I do hope you've been keeping up with the others. Winter's Roar. The Arms of Balance. Oh, and of course. And a wicked smile curls over her lips. Tino's toughest. Oh, 
I think we already know the answer to one of them. You definitely haven't seen Tino and his pathetic friends in a while, have you? That's okay. We'll pass on your regards to them for you. Fucking god, I hate her, I hate her, I hate her. The only thing that's pathetic is the fact that you're the leader. At least your hobgoblin friend has more sense than you. Askenak doesn't nod in agreement or anything, but there is a moment where he is looking. But Sue does not care. She just smiles. And a moth flutters on her shoulder. Rabbit bitch. Sindara sits and says, Everything you have experienced until now has been my doing. The portals on Danger Island. The attack of Oni's Mask. The rampage of Mogaru. The death of Hao Jin. And he grins and says, So, Radiant Winds. Will you win the Hungry Ghost Tournament? Or will you fail miserably for your Ruby Phoenix to see? I'll win your stupid tournament. And it'll be really fucking easy. Careful. Judging by your arm, you've already underestimated past challenges. They flip them off. They flip them off with their arm. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that only fuels him more. You know, I feel like I'm starting to understand something, actually. He sends you a look, curious, smug. Masami crosses their arms, leans back on one leg. With a bit of a smile. I think she had her reason, trapping you in that tower. You're vain. Completely and utterly egotistical. You wouldn't have let anyone win. You probably would have been the last fight just to see a bunch of champions that you handpicked suffer. Am I wrong or should I say it when I'm in, when I'm in that tower to your face? I think he almost looks surprised for a moment before... He quirks one of those eyebrows, leans forward, and says, Oh, I would love for you to say it to my face. Then we'll win. Excellent. After all, I want to see you fall before me, not my island. But... That means we're going to kick your champion's ass again for what? The third time? Third time, right? They've grown considerably in strength. And there's a, the way he says that is a little ominous. You're a, there's a little, hmm. What does he mean by that? That's, hmm. Uh, Sanku's like, where are they? Tiana's toughest. Sue looks at you through the portal. And she just smirks. But she doesn't reply. Sundara does and says, Your friends? Oh, they, they are here on my island. You'll have to come find them and rescue them, won't you? Brave heroes. Then I will. <laughs> then you shall. Enough talk. I think how Jin and I, he shakes the hourglass in one hand, almost like a toy. How Jin and I would prefer to watch now. Good luck, Radiant Winds. I expect your debts to be agonizing and punctuated by pure dripping despair and with that he exhales and he kind of gestures and someone walks through the portal just as how Jin gave you a guide who explained the marvels of Danger Island I shall give you one too 
After all, what's the point of seeing my perfect world if you don't understand it? Kader, you shall be their guide. And the person that walks through, they are a... They're an elf, you think at first? But no. Upon a closer look, that skin, that lilac skin and those white eyes, that is a drow. They seem to be in their late teens. Uh, they're wearing black and earth tone robes. Um, they've got silvery freckles across their face and like short sh uh, shoulder length white hair. And they just kind of step out of this um, portal and bow without saying another word. Sindara smiles and says, Now, once you have collected all seven of the Conch of the Depth fragments, come and find me in the glass lighthouse. And with that, the portal implodes into a shower of runes, and from it cascades a single crystalline fragment that lands at your feet. The Conch of the Depths, just like she had silver fetters. The lightkeepers smirk. Siutak Noir waves, and her portal shuts. And the three of you now stand with this drow guide, Kader Bren, who just stands and waits, like they're waiting for you to give her an order. What did the three of you do? Sanku goes in an attempt to make conversation. Uh, hi. To the drow. The drow just stares at you. She's a little muted. It's nice to meet you. Hmm. I'm Sanku. I know who you are, Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea, and Masami Takahara and Shichuji. Uh, well. Awesome. Yeah, um... she, she does not say anything else. <laughs> so what you guys know is, just to recap so you can kind of discuss it, after all of that, after having learned everything, you learned that this guy, Sindara, the sculptor, he was Haojin's teacher. But for some reason, she outgrew him and then locked him in a tower where he stayed for millennia. Only recently has he broken out and he has been planning his revenge since. That revenge involves killing her and taking her champions and killing them in front of her as well in a gruesome mockery of the Ruby Phoenix tournament. And then from there on, who knows what happens next. Mm -hmm. You also know that the lifekeepers are on the island as are Tino's toughest. So that's a, a lot happened all at once. You need to collect seven yeah, conscious okay. of the deep. You have one on the floor. So six more remain. What do you guys do? Pick that one up, I guess. <laughs> you pick it up. It's warm, very warm to the touch. Ew. It's like, you know, when you take um, glass out of the dishwasher and it's like almost painful to touch. A little bit, yeah. It's oh, like yeah. that, except it does not get cooler. Okay. Oh. Fantastic. Okay. I guess we start then? Yeah. Yeah, we should. I don't want to waste any more time, especially when we could save um, Tina's Toughest and the Ruby Phoenix. After they went to go pursue the Lightkeepers, I had a feeling as well, but I'll be honest, I was hoping we'd find them on the Iron Mountain. On the bright side, we can kick the Lightkeeper's ass again. Again, for the third time. <laughs> It'd be very cathartic. <laughs> Maybe the third time's the charm. Maybe they'll stay down this time. 
Uh, hopefully. Hey, Seku, how does the witch's hair work whenever they do the, the, the glowy thing? If I burn it all off, it'll happen. I'm, I'm pretty sure... Can't it grow back? Yes, it can grow back, Lolo says. And that's exactly why I've been telling Seku I must teach him how to enchant his hair just in case such a I, situation arises. I don't want to, but it's... I don't want to. It'd be too long, and I like it short. Uh, and if you think for a second I'm getting a mustache, I'm uh, going to get you. Uh, Could you imagine this face with a mustache? Honestly, not really. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> In any case, what we can probably do is see if we can track Tino's toughest while we're while we're doing other contra-related things. If anything, we can treat it like finding the shrines again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Though burning somebody's hair will still lead to them, and you'd probably burn her, so... <laughs> oh, completely and utterly. I'm going to make sure that she can't come back so that moth won't even come back either. <laughs> well, let's go so that we can go save Tino's toughest, kick the Lightkeeper's ass, kick this guy's ass, and save the Ruby Phoenix. Right. That's like a good plan. Yeah. Okay. So, you'll walk through the jungle and deeper into the impossible island of Sindara the Sculptor. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Daisy Gilliam, Lux Rexus, Baron Stormcrow, Sam Stryker, Tony Saunders, Mita, Arave, Varia and the Girls, GP Dora, Marshmallowberry, Ferric Falcon, Luis Loza, Ares, Alexander Criswell, Mae Cohen, Skyleaf, Kendra West, Genly Trick, Transgirl Trish, Platonic, Bal Punyon, Join the Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasovich, Killen Shark, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, Zenith Drums, Torbjorn, Sophia Berlera, G Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darkglow, Kira, Lichelope, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, Fable McElduff, Ava, Chris Lutman, Rem T. Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Sky Evangeline, Triceratops, Anna Maria, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Emma Laderna, John the Bookhorner, SS66 Seeker, and Dame Valerie Turd. Special thanks to patrons who made cameos in this episode. Kader Bren by Dame Valerie Turd. If you'd like to see what you can help, if you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash dice roll today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 